Not that fucking dumb. <laughs> I know. I know where my skills lie. And someone of it is uh, on a daily basis, fucking training a dog. Wait, I'm supposed to be growing grass. Fuck, my bad. Growing grass, training oh, well. a dog. We'll see how it goes. Up. But it's recording. It's probably gonna run out of fucking battery before we even get done. But yeah, keep an eye on it. Yeah, we uh, we use that thing at that firmness meter. It looked like she was running the old school one uh-huh. that's on there. And uh, it's a picture of her. She's just staring off into the fucking trees, checking out birds. <laughs> just and dropping like, that uh, thing. Yeah, no, and I was like, what is that thing? Uh, a leaning post for bird watching? No, it's a firmness <laughs> thing. Whatever. I was like, yeah, we used to use that thing. But what a joke Dude. for a... Do you even think it's worthwhile on a situation well, like this? You know... What do you think everybody should know with the time and the effort that's put into this golf course? Don't you think it should just be played without all? I mean, yes, your moisture stuff. You want that because you want the plant alive. But so, when it really gets down to it, you can hit a ball in from 100 yards as an eight handicap and find out if your greens are too firm or too soft. So when we had the first go round of the Schwab Cup Championship up at DM, we had... Uh, um, was, was when the moisture meters first started being used, right? And we didn't start using the firmness meters until uh, the second go or the third go, I think. But the first go around, we were literally marching around the green in five pace, um, essentially checkerboards, yeah. right? And checking the moisture. And if it was below, I think it was 12 was our number. We would throw a flag down in that spot, and yeah. the irrigator would come over and irrigate five paces around that flag, and then I'd walk another five paces, check the moisture. So we were literally watering it to one single number the entire green over by hand the whole time. For how many weeks before? So uh, what time of year is this? This is November no. in North Scottsdale. You're, That's right. The You're right. You're yeah. right. It was the first That's weekend it. in November. I know when the fuck so, my tournaments right, come to fair, town. Fair enough. All right. So, yeah, I think it was the week leading up to it. I think we did it. The week leading up, I think we supplemented with some with some overhead water, but most of it was hand watering. But then the week of the tournament, especially the lead-up days, the practice rounds, all that, we were doing it by hand the whole time. And it was all by meter, not by feel, not by look, not by touch. And Freddie Couples actually came off the 18th, and I was watering the 9th. And he's like, you guys doing that on every green out there? Because apparently he caught a hard spot and oh, skipped off the oh green, boy. and he wasn't real happy about it. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was real pleased. Like, seriously, Fred? Yeah. Like, that? If, if that's how good these guys are at golf... Then that takes it to a whole nother level. And I think they're unbelievable. If they can tell that, you know, as far as how one spot on a green felt, because he's probably played at this point, Fred being fairly half local out here, right? Yeah. yeah. How many times do you think he's played that golf course? A fucking hundred? Cochise? Uh, probably not. Oh, really? No, we don't, get, we don't push a lot of pros through up there. It's just, just figured... they, don't, they don't like it. It's like resort golf, right? It's not really... I mean, it's challenging. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it's some of the courses up there are kind of funky, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of goofy. Um, and that, I believe... I think most desert golf up on that hill is yeah, funky. Yeah, it's good. Enough. Conditions are unbelievable, yeah. but it's, it is bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's, Highlands is bizarre. 
you know, they, I think they all are, but at the end of the day, they're all unbelievable golf courses. Absolutely. So I would think they'd like it, but I probably, I don't know, what did they shoot there as a senior golfer? What was winning like um, Langer? What was he shooting? Low 60s? He wasn't low 60s. That year, it wasn't Langer that won it. It was... Um... I just said that because when you were there, he was winning. Well, he won it everything. The sec- he won it the second go round. Who was who was Tiger's big buddy? What's his name? Um, oh, his name is escaping me. It was his first year as a champion on the Champions Tour. Layman. Layman. Layman won it that year, and that was pulled from my hoop. Yeah, that was well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. I think he might have been like 24 under at the end of it. Jesus after Christ. After four days. Yeah. His deal was, dude, the way that man practices his putting, he sets up about know, between five and 10 feet away from a hole. And he puts from that same spot. Until there's no grass underneath his feet. Until there's no grass underneath his feet for over an hour. That's crazy. From the no same why exact stink. spot. Yeah, with his kids and his wife and kids were there. His kids are running around like practice green. He's just he just goes and retrieves his five balls that he put it and goes back to the same exact spot, puts it again, puts it again, over and over and over. I guess that's what it takes because I fucking stink at putting. (laughs) Stink. I go on such runs. Yeah, I'm the same way. Oh my god, putting's a tricky thing because it's all about feel, right? Yeah, and right when. I don't know. Um, here's my excuse as I live out here and I play on these things. So we're changing grasses, mm-hmm. you know, playing on two different types of grasses, or actually three or four technically. Um, and then just when you think you get it and they're good is you better get back there and play it again real quick. Cause it's not going to be that way. No. no matter what type it is, it's always fucking changing. There's no like real consistency, even within I mean, you can try to be as consistent as you want, unless you go no overseed Bermuda. Right. Played on, uh, played Fire Rock Wednesday. That was, oh, sorry, yesterday. It was pretty goddamn good. And yeah. that place is always fairly consistent, yeah. non overseeded. But even still, right now, it's growing a little bit, you know, it's, so it's sticky and tacky. Wintertime, can't hold the ball on those things. Camelback, Camelback's the same way. Those greens scream in the wintertime. Yeah. They are screaming fast. But they're consistent. Like you said, they're consistently yeah. screaming fast and relatively hard. I just say, as long as they're consistent on the golf course the day you're playing it, mm-hmm. they really can be whatever the fuck they want. That's right. That's right. You know, that's the whole deal. So, well, let's get into this. It's episode 112 of From the Jingweeds. Uh, we have another person in the studio, uh, Jason Barber. He does custom, He well, he owns and runs custom turf applications that's here right. in the Valley. Uh, I'm just going to let you run it because we know that you can talk as long as you I let you. Give me a little bit of your story. You know, we were talking Desert Mountain. You were a superintendent for a while, and you decided to go the other side. We call it the dark side when a guy gets into sales, yet every one of us that says the dark side, we're all saying, fuck that. I want on that side. How'd that prick get that job? That's fucking bullshit. How come I didn't hear about it? I'm better friends with that fucking other guy that helped him get it. You said, fuck that. And decided to go to the service side. Yep. And give us a little story about yourself, where you come from, what do you do? How'd you get here? Well, so without taking for fucking ever, we know you ride snowmobiles in Wisconsin. I can, I can tack forever. Okay. I know. And if you want me to switch to the Wisconsin accent, I can. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, thanks. Mine's fucking awesome. And that one stinks. (laughs) I'm there for 
maybe 24 hours and it's uh, it comes out oh for sure i think that I, the crack in between the plane and the fucking hallway <laughs> i'm like in boston right back yeah, in again yeah exactly. give me a fucking dunkin donuts let's go. <laughs> you think i say the f word or not a lot now <laughs> all right so when i was 16 years old uh, i grew up in uh just outside of the quad cities which is moline illinois davenport iowa that area world headquarters of john deere um I wanted to play golf for free in high school. I was on the high school golf team. So I got a summer job. Right? <laughs> got a summer. It did stink. I, it, uh, the varsity team didn't stink. The JV team that I was on until I was a senior stunk bad. But anyway, um, so I got a job at the local golf course working, you know, maintenance because I didn't want to be there all day. I wanted to be able to leave at 2 o'clock and go play golf on Mondays. What, what were your other choices of working in that area? Uh, farming or was yeah, it more I could've, I could've of a city? And, I have no, no clue. it's farming. It's, I break so much very, walls on the Midwest and I've been there very once. And it was like agricultural to a point where um, my, my high school football field was surrounded by cornfields. Um, I graduated in a class of 77 kids. I was 93. Yeah. Um, very white, very, 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 just not diverse at all. Um, but no, I could have gone and bailed hay. I could have gone, I could have helped farmers. I just, I chose to do something that was essentially in my backyard. I mean, the maintenance facility for this golf course was less than a mile from my, oh. from my parents' house. So it was, it was easy. And a bunch of my neighbors, we had, you know, kids my age in the, throughout the entire neighborhood, they all worked there. So oh, it, was, okay. it was an easy, it was an easy trip. Right. So, um, Found out that I really like working golf courses there. Um, when I got out of high school, I got a job with UPS doing the managerial thing with them, and I did that for about five years. Uh, I did it for three years and decided I didn't want to do it anymore, and then went and got my trip degree. Where at? Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. So, Like an associate's or a certificate yeah, or a, a full-on bachelor's? No, it's a, it's a bachelor's degree. Um, or No, I'm sorry, associate's degree. But it was the... Um, the literature and everything from Iowa State. Oh, okay. So, and they actually do a two and two with them now, where you can go to Kirkwood and then transfer straight over to oh, Iowa nice. State. So, they didn't have that when I was there, but um, I was. Just old. Give me the fucking piece of paper and get me. Yeah, I was exactly. too. I was too. I already did one run at it, and I was twenty six when I went back to school, and I think I graduated. You know, I was twenty eight. So, um, that's exactly. When I was twenty six when I yeah. went to turf school. Twenty seven actually when I went to turf school. Twenty eight when I started Highlands. So, um, got a job right out of college at a, at a golf course that was literally just the, down the road from where I went to high school at, at the rival schools, high school across the street from there, uh, called Fire Lake National, got on that construction project, didn't go very well. Uh, they, f they started it in 2005, if that tells mm, you anything. Yep. It went bankrupt, um, right after I left, I left in, um, November of 2010, moved here in January of... What got you here? Well, I'm about to tell that oh, story. Okay. So Desert Mountain sold, for, the developers sold it off to the members, right? Yeah. And when they did that, they had to start a new company, essentially. So they had to rehire all of their employees, mm -hmm. which means they had to e-verify them all. So they were hiring um, equipment operators for 15 to $16 an hour, I think. And that was five dollars more an hour than i was making as a, as an assistant superintendent back in the quad cities and i was like i'm out of here oh nice. it was the middle of winter i didn't have a job 
I just sold my truck. I didn't have a car. I broke up with my girlfriend. Didn't have a girlfriend. I was living in my mom and dad's basement. I'm like, I'm out. So, and the rest is history. Yeah. I became a superintendent at Desert Mountain, and then a couple of years after that, how long into working as an assistant and everything did you move up? Um, I started as an equipment operator, was an irrigator before the end of the summer, and was an assistant before the end of the next summer. And then it was I became a superintendent in 2013, and I left there on Christmas Eve of 2015. Jesus, I was at Highlands for fucking eight years. <laughs> Fucker. I mean, it was good, but yeah. still it was, I mean, you know the jump of, well, it's here, it's in some areas, not so much the assistant's job to the superintendent job, just the money, let alone, yeah. you know, obviously a little bit of power and now I'm the boss and it's where for me and my, I guess, the way I'm, my makeup that's where I kind of need to be. My ego is a little too big to be sitting right. there as a pigeon for that long. And I can't, I mean, thank God it was for the other two that I had to work with every single day that made it cool to go into. Um, but yeah, fuck, eight years. And then it was like life changing when I got a superintendent's gig. Well, I, I mean, I had been in management with UPS. So the transition from minion to management wasn't really all that hard once I got to Desert Mountain. Mm-hmm. I just kept my nose to the grindstone. What so. kind of, uh, when you jumped into the turf industry, well, actually, so from UPS to like turf industry, what did that do to your lifestyle? Like as far as, was it like, what am I doing leaving this really decent deal, all, you know, the bennies, everything else to, I'm going to go work for fucking 10 bucks an hour or whatever, you know, um, it was a, mine was huge. It was a weird transition for me. Um, I wasn't really all that high in management at UPS. I was I was still a part-time manager. So the salary wasn't that great. And I was having to do two jobs to make ends meet, right? Oh. <clears throat> so it wasn't like I was on my own living, you know, living in an apartment on my own. I right. had roommates, all the, the whole nine yards. Um, the biggest change was is when I was with UPS, I started at 4 p.m. and didn't leave until sometimes midnight, right? So then to switch around and, and start at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, the thing about that was, is we working at UPS, we partied a lot because oh. we'd get out of work and the you know the clubs yeah. would be rocking. So, right, especially on Thursday, Friday nights, we were especially out, especially in <laughs> wherever Iowa, <laughs> jamming because all the farmers have to wake uh, up in fucking three hours that, to work. That's, Davenport's a bigger town than just a farm <laughs> town. A couple hundred thousand people in there. So yeah. anyway, but Find I mean, generates anyway. Yeah, we went out and got drunk, and I should have traded that lifestyle in when I started being a superintendent. It took me a while to grow up after oh. I started in the turf business because I still wanted to party like I could and not have to get up until yeah. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. But, yeah. Burn um, the candle at exactly, both ends for exactly. a long time until your body's just like, no, listen, exactly. son. If you want in this, shit's got to change. As my, you as, can start <laughs> drinking at 2 in the afternoon. It's the same fucking thing. That's right. <laughs> you know? Just be in bed by 8 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Professionals, yeah. professionals. So, how'd you get to owning this company? So, in the around overseas time, twenty fifteen, I resigned from my position at Desert Mountain. I was, um, I was in over my head. I was kind of drinking from a fire hose, and yeah. I was looking to do something a little bit different. Um, Desert Mountain is a time suck. It is all consuming. Um, I was getting married that that fall. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm a little more secure now. 
living with my fiance, soon to be wife, um, decided to make a change. We were looking at, um, a nurification company here in town. He was looking to sell and we were looking okay. at buying that, uh, that kind of fell through. And then Kent Nevitt, who was running custom turf applications at the time, came out and said he was going to retire or sell the business. He just wasn't sure what he was going to do because he wanted to go back and be a superintendent again. Okay. He went and worked for Kirby. Yep. Down Arizona, at Arizona Country, Country Club. Club. Right. So um, he went, uh, Kent came up and overseeded Outlaw. And I went up there and I sat down in the truck with him and he showed me how it worked. And I said, listen, I'm not just kind of interested in buying your business. I'm really interested in buying your business. Yeah. And after that overseed, he sold it to me. I purchased it from him January 5th of 2016. And Kent did me such a solid. Like he, he's like, I want you to give me so much down and then pay me one time throughout the summer. And then when you're done with overseed, pay me the rest. I didn't have to take out a loan. Right, I didn't yeah. have to do anything. So essentially, I, I worked for free the first year, mm-hmm. but I bought Least this business. Own, yeah. yeah, right. It was it was perfect. It worked out so it so well. Mm-hmm. And you know that fall getting married, I had my wife's insurance. Right. So it was an easy you know it was an easy transition into being a business owner. Okay. So. What's the biggest change since that? So a little bit back, let's get back to the people. You know, I talk about what you do or what your business is. What you basically have is an F-350 all tricked out with this fucking spreader on the back, cameras, radar guns, and you apply seed to my golf course, and then you also applied seed and fertilizer to many others. And then newly taken on is you bought a spray rig, you offer service to help paint people's golf courses. I'm sure at some point maybe fertilize because the way that labor's going, nobody's got a spray tech. So you can basically have the job I always wanted when I was at Desert Highlands <laughs> as a spray tech. I thought maybe, actually I was an assistant at this point. I thought, I'm single, I got nothing going on, it's me and a dog. I can't find a superintendent's job because the market right at this point is flooded with people. It's Golf's sucked. also kind of <clears throat> dying, no one's leaving but there's a shitload of kids coming out of school mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to move out of here or do whatever. So I just thought maybe I would just become kind of a traveling spray tech because they leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, I still say to myself, I'm the best spray tech there is as far as efficiency. You know, obviously I can do the math. I can cover everything else, but I also enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy sitting out there by myself, not having to worry about anything. And just here's, give me what you want, how much you want, and where you want it. And I'm fucking off. Yeah. And leave me alone. Right. And I would have loved that. So that's essentially what you do now. It is. Um, in an air-conditioned cab. Oh, instead. Fuck. That's right. <laughs> I had one that had a roof. One. Once. Uh, no, I mean, so I actually like spraying, too. I hate mixing. So what I'm doing now is perfect, because I don't have to mix. I just have to reload. Right. Yep. So... Um, lost my train of thought. I uh, was asking, well, I gave a behind the scenes of what you actually do. Got it. I also said, like, you know, what what's the biggest difference now that you are, other than just being a private business owner, right. you work for yourself. What are the what are the pros and are there cons? To it all other than running your own business and dealing with so, all the bullshit. Essentially being a full-time. That's okay. I'm just. Applicator, can, sprayer yeah. tech, whatever you want to call it. Um, the difference is definitely. 
I have a hard time remembering everybody's names. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a huge difference. Yeah, but as but long as you, you, you know where every single golf course is. Yeah, I do. And I, I have seen parts of the valley that I've never seen before. So I am... I was very isolated up on the mountain. Um, for those of you know, for those of you who aren't in the valley, Desert Mountain is essentially an hour from the airport. Yeah, it's way up in North Scottsdale. It shouldn't even be considered Scottsdale, really. It's kind of an annexation, way yeah. up in the middle of nowhere. Um, so up against the base of a mountain, exactly. so that's it. It's and the very edge of the metropolitan Phoenix area. So and it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome it is amazing <laughs> but i was also very isolated up there i didn't get out all that often we didn't get to leave and go do you know networking events as right. often as some other guys in town get to do because we're so far away number one number two we're busy we're always working up there I yeah. mean, we were working if we weren't there until four we were there until eight right yeah and we still started at dawn or before so, um, I can, I think the biggest thing is just getting out and, and meeting people in the industry that I, that I never got to work with before. Like I met a lot of people that were big in with the association, right. but there's a lot of guys in town that aren't very big in the association yep, for sure. And I know equally easily a hundred more people now in the industry than I knew then. So, Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah. Shit. You're at that many of the golf courses, right? right? So, um, it's obviously time. I would imagine your freedom for your family and everything is got to be. That had to have been a huge part. It was huge of why I mean, going this direction. It was. That, I mean, that was a big reason why I resigned my position in 2015 and was looking for something else. Was the time. I was always. I was always at work, and when I wasn't at work, they wanted me at work. Um. So that was a big part of it. Um. The time now. Um. It's almost too much. I kind of wish I had a little more, which is why I, why I dipped into the paint sprayer, why okay. I'm dipping into some other things, because there's I, I have time enough to do other things. Right. The only time I'm really balls-to-the-wall busy is uh, June and overseed. Right. So the other times you're looking for something to fulfill, A, your mental and physical Correct. needs. Correct. And two is there's a lot of opportunity. I think, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, oh, the, the industry's dying and, you know, we're losing laborers and things like that, where you've got to be sitting there like just rubbing your hands together. It's like, been, yes, you little, are, motherfuckers. You're losing every last... one of them. And <laughs> I happen to be huh? your guy. I have picked up more work in the last two years. I am, I am going... I think I've got 60 overseeds scheduled this fall. So the overseeding business has just absolutely taken off. Now, the fertilizer business is about the same as it always has been. Okay, um, yeah. The customer has changed a little bit. Um, I'm doing more um, like agronomic, um, let's just say like calcium applications, you know, stuff like that, like agronomic practices versus fertilizer. Okay. So I'm kind of about 50-50 now with calcium applications and fertilizer applications in the summertime. So I'm doing a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Do you find that possibly, you know, you're throwing out gypsum. We all know that that's dusty as shit. Is that part of the reason is that maybe you get out there with your big lights and you buzz up and down when no one can see you? Do you find maybe you're being used because of that, because of the neighbor is an issue? Or do you just think it's all little pieces of the pie that there's a bazillion reasons why 
you're, I guess, busy constantly? I think the biggest reason is the time aspect, to be honest with you. Um, guys are so short-staffed right now that they don't have the man hours to send somebody out to go and fertilize a golf course. you got pallets of fertilizer with 50-pound bags. You're cutting every single one of those 50-pound bags into a lily. How many thousand pounds can you throw in a lily? Right. One, one, maybe 1,500 Maybe. At the most. Depends on the size. Right. Yeah, I get 10, 12 bags in my small lily and you hire off me. we go. I charge you $20 an acre to go out and sling your fertilizer for you. It takes me three hours, and you don't have to give me anybody to help me. Right, because you got a crane on the side exactly. of this thing. Order it, it in big tote bags, and we're good to go. Pick it up pick it up with the crane, dump it in the back of the truck, off I go. And it's decked out with lights so you can work in the dark. That's right. Um, so you you do it ahead of fertilizer. I mean, ahead of water in the morning. You know, you'll come out 2 in the morning, don't sh- don't you know, run your irrigation system. It's one truck. It buzzes up and down the fairway. So fuck the neighbor. You know, it's louder than probably a dog barking. So, you know, don't worry. You don't have to worry about some of that shit. And then the water starts right behind you. That's right. And they they run the water right before play. And, and then, you know, what, what would have taken them probably all day, if not two is done in three hours before golf even goes out. And they don't have to worry about it in the afternoon in the heat. This business model is, you know, I know Carolina's got it. Florida's got it only because of the Twitter machine tells mm-hmm. me that. Yep. Um, I believe like Delaware area, Jersey, I think there's yep. somebody that's running it. After that, I leg- oh, California has somebody doing it, don't they? Uh, mostly who's doing this is, is co-ops. Most, okay. Most, most companies that run a truck like mine don't do it solely just a sole owner-operator. There's a couple of guys that do it, but most okay. of them are, are co-ops that are selling the fertilizer and slinging it for free. Okay, I gotcha. They're selling the application right in with the fertilizer when they sell it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that makes sense. Do you find, since you started it, there's, I guess, more people getting into it? Because I know, you know, like Byron does the seeding up in Vegas and he also touches down in this area. Right. I know it's not really competition because I'm sure at 60 golf courses, you're like, thank you. There's fucking help. And well, it was, it was competition up until two years ago when he couldn't make it out here. And then I took a lot of his business away right now. Now anybody I'm turning away is probably going to him. Yeah. Or it's just the fact that again, we're all using it due to lack of labor and right. the speed right. that it's done in a day compared to three days right. or whatever it is. Um, cause we need people doing other things, but I'm just not saying it's like a competition. I'm okay. Do you see like, is there somebody in Texas that's starting this? Cause I think, I mean, other than the co-op doing it, like I know Harold's fertilizer, they have trucks that it says it on the side mm-hmm. back East, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'd be worried. Are you at all worried of that moving into town here? Not really. Um, the, the co-ops here in town used to do it and they quit doing it in 2000. Okay, that's before me. That's why I was like, really? I was like, so that's when the guy that started this business, Bob Fulton, bought one of these trucks. And he said, I'm not just going to sling fertilizer, I'm going to do overseeds. Everybody told him he was crazy. They're like, you can't do an overseed with a, you know, a monster truck. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sweet rig, way different than what I see on. The Twitter machine is, you know, they let big old turf tires. They yep. probably have to come in with that thing on a trailer. Probably. You know, they also, or some of them built just like it, a running sand through it. You ever thinking of doing that um, for these July months while you're bored as shit? Not with that piece of equipment. I know, no. not with that one. Uh, not really. I mean, I could. I probably should. Um, 
that's a big enough piece of equipment that I wouldn't know where to put it. Yeah, and haul it and all that shit. Right. It's not really, it's not really something I can drive down Pima Road with. And the liability of you just kind of being like, hey, Matt, mm-hmm. pay me X and I'll do it for you, mm-hmm. you know, for a month. Right. And I'll be done, you know, that the liability end of that is probably the hardest part to get over. I've had more than one um, person ask me, matter of fact, Phil asked me more than once to get a rig like that and... I just have, I've they, looked into it and I, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, probably smart. I just wondered if the there's enough business, you know, if enough people have asked you about it. I mean, it. there probably would be. There probably would be a, a market for it, but right. it's not really something I want to take on because there's, I'm limited in certain capacities where I don't have the, you know, I live in a, in a, um, a neighborhood that has an HOA. I can't right. just park this shit at my house. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta pay to store it. And then, uh, you know, with a unit like that, how many spaces am I going to take up with that? Am I going to take up three spaces? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's, I mean, there's things I could do. Do, but yeah, business wise, it doesn't, it doesn't make it any doesn't fucking make sense. sense. Right. Not in my position. Like if I had a, if I had a, an acre yard, you know, I lived on a County Island somewhere and I could park this shit in my yard and the neighbors com- might complain, but they wouldn't have any recourse against me. Yeah, sure. Maybe. But in the situation I'm in right now, I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I don't know that I need to go that direction. The spray rig was, was an easy decision because yep. that's something that I can do when I'm not slinging fertilizer and it's easy to store. And it's just a, that's a, I, I think that's where we're going with okay. this, with this overseed thing. There's a list of questions I want to get to, but I'm getting parched and I know you brought beers from I your did. last visit back home. So let's cover that. And then I'm going to go right into the uh, question that I have on the state of this and where you think it's going, but let's, Let's grab a beer real quick. 10-4. Yeah, you can just keep on going. I'll just keep running my lips. We'll talk about this this golf bullshit. Max Homa in the lead. Round two. I don't know. I forget. What are they playing? Silverado, I believe, in California. Troon property. So shout out to the Troon folks that are out there working. Bree, I know you got the little Furminator going. Uh, oh, you just, you're wet. Your cans, of, your cans are wet. A little moist. Oh, nice. For those of you who hate the word moist. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's wet. I'm wet. <laughs> All right, let me get All set right, back so, up here. So, oh, nice. I like, I love the can already because you know this place is small. When you see this out there, oh, <laughs> I just saw the name. All right. <laughs> Where, so, where are we? And so, what are we drinking? So here's, I told you when I got these that I was going to let you take the first sip and tell me what you thought because I didn't want to cloud your mind okay. with any bad thoughts. Okay. Um, this place is in East Moline, Illinois. Uh, it's Midwest L Works. This is the PB. Can I borrow that nappy can? Because I just got the computer wet. Oh, man. This is the PB&J IPA. 6.2%. The reason why I say I love the can is because the can just says Midwest Ale Works. I'd imagine every can in this place at this point is still exactly the same. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. take a Sharpie and they write PB&J, IPA, <laughs> and then the alcohol by volume and the date that it's made. Not only that, it is canned directly in front of you. They tap it. They pull it right out of the tap in front of you and then can it right in front of you. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I see that with like the 32 yeah. ounces, but not like this yeah. four pack. All right, here we go. 
at least I can't say that, oh, it's just another hazy IPA. Right. You know. And I I love a PB and J. It's good fucking beer. <laughs> okay, that's a good fucking beer. Right. I, it does not taste nasty PB and J. You get the bite of the P. I don't know about you know the J. So so here's the deal. So here's what they were trying to do. And I talked to the to the bartender who at a place like this it's is almost nutty like a, for it's sure. almost like a barista, right? So it's a juicy IPA, essentially, that they put that they brewed with peanut butter. So the peanut butter kind of takes precedence over everything else. But if you wait long enough, the juicy IPA kind of comes through. See, I think I'm getting more nut as we sit here. <laughs> I just, that is, I just whispered that I, that just, is, I just keep on saying I taste the nut. That is staying. But I do. You do not cut that out. No, fuck no. I don't cut anything out anymore. The only thing I cut out is to piece it together if we go on a blank moment. No, this is a really... I'm shocked. I can't wait to see what number two tastes like. You know what I mean? Or like, what's four of these go down like? Right, right. Probably rough at the end, but when you're out there on the ice fishing house or on, right. your, on your machine, is it, what is it called? We've talked about this before. Oh, my snowmobile. Okay. Uh, in the Midwest, it's a snowmobile. It's just a straight snowmobile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You get up. It's in, a snowmobile kind of Massachusetts, but the more north you go, uh, it's New machine. Hampshire, and, yeah. and it's just, it's a machine. Closer to Canada, you get it, snow machine. Also, mm-hmm. Alaska. Alaska's the same. Yeah. Snow machining, they call it. Snow machining. Uh-huh. Fuck. Such a fun time, though. It is a blast. So, yeah. I don't know. Here's, it's a par beer. I can't, because I'm not really a nut, like a brown, nutty yeah. beer drinker. I don't think it's on that level, but it does have that. And it's a good beer. I just don't know if I'm like birdie beer because I'm going to have one of these on a Midwestern golf course early in the morning, you know, when it's chilly and there's a bite in the air. You're not crushing a bunch of them in the heat. But in Arizona, you ain't touching that <laughs> uh-huh. fucking thing outside on a golf no, course. That's almost There's like a, no way. It's almost like a milk stout. It's kind of got yeah, the same Yeah, it definitely, creaminess the pee is almost the porter, right. not the peanut butter. Right. Yeah. It's a 6. good beer. 6.2%. I think if it got into the sevens, in 7.4, seven, it would be gross, because then you would get boozy along really boozy. with that. Yep. You wonder what it would be like if they just yanked it down to like a little bit more of like a I mean, get into the five fives, five seven area. You know, just really pull it back. You might bring that juice out a little bit more. But right. I don't know. It's, it's um, a fucking solid beer. I'll Dan, t- you're missing this one. I'll tell you this: it straight out of the tap, the juice was more prominent. Makes sense. Even still, I would have given it a par at the bar. But of the beers that they had to sell, this was the most interesting one that I thought you guys would like to review. So that's why I grabbed it. From the Jingweeds podcast is brought to you by Southwest Turf Support. Southwest Turf Support supplies golf courses and professional sports fields with the highest quality products and services. Southwest Turf Support is located right here in Phoenix, Arizona. They take care of everybody in all of Arizona. They also cover Nevada, Southern California, and also New Mexico. Visit swturfsupport.com where you can find out who your local rep is in your area, along with a list of all their products that they distribute. They carry Florentine Folia products, 
Guru turf colorants. Turf mend. Repair the bear. Grow power. Ninja tines. JRM Incorporated products. And also the full catalog of ParWest Turf Services. Again, visit swturfsupport.com. Find out who your local rep is. Give them a call. Have them come out visit your golf course. And why don't you build a good relationship with these guys because they're really helping us out here with this podcast and bringing it to you. Later. Stay pissed, everybody. So back to now the questions I have after that beer review. So we got a par beer from the Midwest Ale Works. Good job, fellas. And I'm sure there's a lady that works somewhere in that place. Nice work. This brewery is in um, a renovated old tractor factory that has been... Um, that has been empty, I think, for about the last 30 years. And they're starting to repurpose all of these old buildings back there. So they're they're starting to be kind of a revival in the Rust Belt oh, nice. with these old buildings. That's so, cool because they yeah. did, you know, back in mass, you know, they take a lot of the factories, you know, from the paper mills to the, you know, the textile mills and Lowell and, you know, all this shit. And they turn them into these fucking awesome condos, yeah. you know, and then they got the businesses down bottom. Yeah. And it's just the hip thing to do is to yep. do it. But I bet it's cheap as shit. I'm sure it is. You know? And I'm sure once they get it, it renovated, that it's really good profit because buying the building oh, was pennies. Was yeah. pennies. Like it just sat yep. there. So It was empty for 30 years. Nice. Is it so. big as shit? Oh, it's a huge complex. I was going to say. And this is like a tiny little corner of it that they've, that they've renovated. But, I mean, they've got, a, they've got a dance hall in there. They've got a concert venue now where oh, they're nice. doing, I mean... You know, thousand. It's a Midwestern mall. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They get ice cream. They get fried ice cream. (laughs) All right. So after these beers, I said that we'd get back to my question that I had. So you've gotten into, and we were talking about you getting into this spray of business. My question was going to be basically where golf is or golf course maintenance here in our area, the Southwest. Awesome you know, mostly Arizona, because that's what we both deal with. You Do you go to other states? Do you go to Vegas? Do you go to New Mexico? I have tried to reach out into Vegas um, with Overseed, thinking that I could get out there and do something, because they go a lot earlier. Yeah, right? That's done. Yeah. I mean, so, that's essentially even, done. They're not even doing it anymore. Right. So, but Turf Tech had that, had that, Byron Hines had that all wrapped up. Out oh, there, yeah, right? for and sure. And I actually ran into him. I went out there for the annual meeting for them and joined their, joined their association right. for a year. And it just, you know, everybody I talked to was Byron's doing their overseed for them. Yeah. And I mean, and it's now all they're doing is painting. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so you see this piece of the market. Where do you, you jumped into it because you saw it. There was an opportunity for it. And now just in general, I guess a beat on the street. What do you hear and what do you see where this is going? So, or I guess just your opinion on it. So, Everybody's heard enough of fucking mine. Well, uh, here's the situation. Um, they haven't touched golf course water yet in Arizona. Um, obviously, they did in Nevada because uh, they didn't have a whole lot of ag to cut out in Nevada, right? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of ag that they did cut a lot of water to ag this year for Arizona. But in the coming years, unless we get one of these hurricanes that comes up out of Baja, California and just sets over the Colorado River Basin for three days, we're not going to refill these reservoirs. Mm-mm. And all we're doing is adding population. 10,000 new jobs going in in this place on off the 17 to make chips. and 10,000 mm-hmm. new jobs off the 10 on the south side of town. 
And not only that, but those places use a ton of water. Tons of water. Right. So much so that they bought property in the agricultural lands in Yuma. I don't know if you knew this. Yes. For the water rights. So that's farmland that's going away and being, re, you know, water being repurposed somewhere else. Fine. They can make meat out of plastic. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. We'll be totally fine. So anyway, um, the next cut that's coming is going to have golf courses involved. And whether that means they limit the number of acres you can overseed, whether that means, um, I don't even know what the restrictions could entail because I haven't done enough due diligence on what they're talking about in our industry. Right. I know just as a, someone that sits kind of, yeah, I know what's going on, um, but not exactly because we're we're still fighting. You know, it's still a right, fight, right? right. And, and then it's right now it's a fucking he said she said bullshit. You know, thing. No one can get on the same side, but yet we should all be on the same side. We could go on forever about that. Sitting up on the top of a ledge, looking down at the valley, it's it we do it's dumb what we do. Yeah, you know it's fucking dumb. So the, on, the my only hand thing about is in the is. air is for somebody to come and say you guys aren't doing it anymore. Yeah, golf, I don't feel is going anywhere. Regardless, no. you put a field. Not right now. You have a field with a hole at the end of it. Yeah, I think it comes back to the consumer then takes a little bit. You know, it costs less right. to golf. So the game is going to be sustainable. Let's get it to this realistic sustainability. We are in this stage of we all want it to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. We all look at it as being sustainable. We're doing our best to be sustainable. I do all these sustainable practices. It realistically is. Golf course superintendents are of those people who use water in their practice, an agronomic practice. Right. right? We are, we're growing a product for a game. Yeah. Those who are growing products for food are wildly inefficient mm-hmm. right now. I see that changing a lot. They're watering practices in these produce fields in the south. Because well, it's all it? about southwest yield. Southwest of Arizona, southeast of California is where most of this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It's all about yield. They don't really care where the water goes, where what, yeah. how much water they're wasting. They don't care. And I, you know, it goes down. It goes even as far as they don't care what's left as far as nutrients, as long as it's, it's a green plant. It's and it's somewhat edible. Fucking, and it's been that way go. for as long as you know this this river has been dammed and used in this way. It's been that way, right. so it's never changed because they've had so much water they didn't care. Now they're having to care now. Golf courses have always been scrutinized, and they have gotten to the point now where golf courses are so micromanaged when it comes to the water. Going back down to this conversation we had earlier about Desert Mountain and walking every five feet with a moisture meter right. and watering by hand. Now, that was for playability, not mm-hmm. because we were trying to conserve water, but the computers that we use are you know, down to the gallon right. on how much water we're putting out per head and how much that water or that area that that head is in actually needs, right? So we are some of the best water stewards for those of agronomists yeah. or ag- agronomists. The agronomists. Okay. Agronomists. So, <laughs> so when I met my wife first time, she asked me, what do I do? And I said, I'm an agronomist. And she said, oh, so you work with grass. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
I was just trying to be fucking smart. <laughs> if I would have used agronomist, I would not be married right now. She'd be like, you fucking idiot. Good, good try. <laughs> so anyway, of, of us agronomists who use water you know, for our profession, I, I believe in the Southwest, we are the best water stewards there are. That's, yeah, I'm biased. So yes. But again, it's a game. Right. And the game is going to change. It's an expensive <laughs> leisure activity. It should be leisure activity. It's a, here, I find it, I say it more, we're about to hit the point where it's an investment. Mm-hmm. If you're a, you know, your company wants to take me and two other people out golfing as a business expense, it's a legit investment. Like it's, it should be able to be written off because it's fucking 600 and something dollars by the time you're done. Plus at whatever golf course you go to the higher end publics, you go out to Quintero, you go to Wickenburg Ranch, Greyhawk, whatever you're at 12, 1500 bucks, right? Before you ever. So think of your weekend warrior that gets to play once a month. And they just finally saved up enough money. They haven't hit balls in four weeks and they're going to go out there and dump. Mm-hmm. this money mm-hmm. or somebody in my case that you're on a fixed income mm-hmm. i can't join fire rock because I'm, i don't have enough money i can't join you know sunridge canyon i'm just talking my area right i'm you know i'm not i can't even afford to go over to rio verde tonto verde or any of those within this little area so now i'm gonna manage my money and play twice a week at desert canyon and expect Obviously, the best of the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but still, it's it's that little bit of money is what I'm saying is like, so they now think they have a voice of what they spend their money on. You go right. to Ruth's Chris and right. the fucking steak stinks. Right. You're probably like, what the fuck? Right. Could have made this at my house for they half. And now a, I they just- They better give me a gift certificate. I invested on this. Mm-hmm. You feel the right fucking bitch about right. it. Right. Why don't these people have the right? I, you so, know? so we got sidetracked a little bit here. So let's. Oh, it's always goes <laughs> hundred directions. So, and I started it. Don't get me wrong, I started it. So, but where I see this going, we're going to lose our water rights, or it's going to become so exorbitantly expensive that the smaller clubs can't afford to do it to use it. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we say lose our water rights, we're going to lose our overseed water rights because for those of you who don't know, growing in a brand new golf course in September in Arizona requires a massive amount of water to the tune of a million gallons a day. On how many acres? You know, that depends on depends as well. on the acreage. Now, the acreage I had when I was at Desert Mountain, it was like 1.1 million gallons on a hot, dry day. Yeah. Right? So that's not across the board, but that's what it took. All right. Take that back. You have now overseeded your golf course. It took you, you know, you're using 1.1 million for five to six days. Mm -hmm. Then it slowly goes down. Right. Okay, let's flip around. May comes around. mm -hmm. Ryegrass is starting to check out. We're either holding on to it or we're going to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. but we need to grow the Bermuda grass. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to use 1.1 million gallons. Mm -hmm. In June. For the entire month of June, Mm -hmm. for the little bit of July, Mm -hmm. praying for this monsoon Mm -hmm. season, if it doesn't come, we're now through July. We've had those years where it's through July, through August. I've had 
1.3 inches of rain at Desert Canyon this year. I have 68 acres of turf. I roughly use about 550 gallons, 50,000 gallons to 600,000 gallons a night. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely on the low end of that because of my well issues. I can't pump it because mm-hmm. I don't have the resource of it getting out of the ground and into my pond and out. Yep. So I'm even a better steward because I can't fucking find the water, right? Right. right. Uh, but I would use more. So it's not the overseed. You flip that around. We don't yep. overseed. We don't have to grow in That's right. that Bermuda grass. That's right. As much as we are. So, so it, you, I think you win on the back end. You went on both ends. Huge. You went on both right, ends. Right, correct, obviously. But it, it, I think the biggest savings comes when you're transitioning from that ryegrass. So when we talk about overseeding, people hear us dropping seed on the ground mm-hmm. and wasting a ton of water. Right. It's no, we're on the other end. We're ripping that grass out of the ground and changing back to the one we originally started is where the water pumping is it, really used. Pumping it full of fertilizer and watering the shit out of it to get it to take back over the ground it lost to the ryegrass the, yeah. the, the fall before, right? So we're, we're essentially growing in two golf courses every year. Right. Like doing the practice we're doing. So that being said... Like I said, if we don't get a huge storm that refills our reservoirs like tomorrow, it's gonna it's not gonna change. No. We're gonna keep losing water. So I bought this paint sprayer um now because looking into the future, I think that there's gonna be a hell of a lot more golf courses that are just going to say we're not gonna overseed anymore. We're gonna spray paint on the fairways to keep them green. And I believe that will only be at the high end clubs. I believe most low end public courses are just going to say fuck it and go dormant for a couple mm-hmm. months and try to you know load them up with iron and keep them dark see yeah i agree but if you already spent the money on overseeding it forever you know you know all the years prior before they pull this water that mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. possibly being pulled probably going to be pulled or something sort of restriction where it's going to get you to not do this i think there's zero of them within the first few years that even just say, not nah, just let it go dormant. No, I, I think mean, they all spend way less money in saying and at that. least be able to be competitive. Cause if you don't pay, if you were to go out there right now and this all happens, you got the real high ends when still overseeding the guys like me, maybe probably saying, fuck it. The only thing we got to do is paint it. And the one down the street doesn't paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they're fucked. That's that's fair, but and when in saying that, I didn't mean that that's they're going to transition from overseed to not painting, right? What I'm saying is, is that eventually they're going to see the expense of the paint and go, "Is that really worth it?" Right? right. Now, the the benefits of the paint are yes, are that's why I think that they're right. going to paint because you're getting you're you're holding heat in the soil that you wouldn't get on just blonde dormant turf, right? right? Um, so you're actually getting an extended growing season out of your painted turf which on is both ends on both ends yeah. on uh, it, later into the into the winter and then earlier coming out in the spring you're gonna have regrowth of your Bermuda grass um, but yeah I just I don't see how this valley who can't even sustain drinking water for all of their communities right now I don't know if you've heard about oh yeah does your foothills? Well, Rio Verde is the same way. Yeah. Or not Rio Verde, but just north Rio, of it in Rio Verde foothills is what it's okay, called. Okay, that's that, what I that's right. what I meant to say. Yeah. So yeah, that area, Scottsdale, they bought they've been buying their water from Scottsdale for the last however many, you know, fifty years, whatever. Yeah. 
and they they have it hauled in mm-hmm. on trucks. No mas. C- City of Scottsdale told them after January or after December they got they can't buy their water anymore. Yep. There's a they still haven't figured Las out where Vegas, the fuck they're going to get their Lagate, water. Las Vegas, New Mexico. I need to check in on this because I did mention it probably two episodes ago. They had twenty days. Twenty days. Thirteen thousand people live in this town. Twenty days of water left. Holy shit! Yeah, and I mean, and and we're talking cl- about and we're close, talking about growing in a golf course. You know what I'm closest saying? Closest area. Yeah, I know. So right next <laughs> to those people that are all losing their water yeah. down here in Arizona are some of the highest end golf courses in the There's world. So many of them within yeah. fifteen miles. Yep. Crazy amounts of yes. them. Uh, and then three of them. You know, thirty six. You know, there's two thirty six hole facilities plus another eighteen holes in that spot. literally in that spot, right? So yeah, it's it's people are going to start. You know, people start losing their water, and they're looking at what's going on across the street. And you're you're going to have some fucking anarchy on your yeah. hands for sure, and that's that's going to play into this a lot. I've heard um, there's a few sod farms out here. Depending on the type of turf, that we're all going to end up because that's really the answer is finding we're getting so close so close or that that window of dormancy is closed so far down that we do not we can change our turf what's the return on investment is the major question um and then but right now it's going to be the availability for the next few years i've heard sod farms are sold out through into 25 right now on the grass you know going at maybe do plots maybe go do a driving range maybe go do one hole Maybe redo an entire golf course of, you know, the hot ones right now, a Tiff Tough Bermuda and Zoysia Grass yep. out here in Arizona. And I think there's going to be pl- there's going to be a few golf courses within the next three years that are probably going to change major mm-hmm. parts of it. Mm-hmm. And five years, you know, it's now the snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Now the answer to, you know, I've already talked about it with my owners is, hey, I think we need to start looking if we going to build a master plan that's going to be 10 years long i think we need to go back to that thing and start scratching out mm-hmm. stuff and start finding out where we redo the golf course mm-hmm. you know is it year five years from now we redo the greens and five years after that we start thinking about doing fairways and rough or tees or whatever it is start changing it or Here's as i level grass on the tees this kind of stinks you know but Maybe I'm going to go level some tees and I'm going to put in, you know, I have Tiff Tough on a couple of them. So let's start that process. So maybe tees aren't overseeded other than, you know, the par threes that really right. get beat on. Paint the rest of them. Two of them I'm going to paint this year. Number 17, uh, orange tee that's way up on the hill. No one wants to climb that. And that's Tiff Tough. Yep. And then either 18 and number five. But 17 and 5 have the sub-irrigation. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't want to oversee those and see how those right. work out. So, I mean, we're, we're going in that direction. 10 years from now, we at Desert Canyon need to either be in that process, either done that process, or we better be fucking next in line. Here's what I'm saying right now, is if you're not in that line in the next five years, you may not get that done. Because... Next August, if the level of Lake Mead doesn't improve, what what's the next water beep, restriction? Beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 coming across the fucking ticker right now. Yeah. It's not going to. Yeah. So 
if we don't get rid of our common Bermuda and start going to these Tiff Tough and Zoysias now, we have, we have over 200 golf courses in this valley in the state of Arizona. Yeah. Right. That need, and, and probably half of those are on common Bermuda. Yeah, there's a lot of them down in the bowl. Yeah, well, yeah. If you don't get sod now, three years from now, when the panic really sets yeah. in, are we going to be able to get it? And it's going to be tough. And is the sod farm going to be able to grow it? Right. You know, because they need the water too to grow this stuff. Like, there's there's a whole shitstorm that's coming here in the next five years. Right. And all I did with this paint sprayer is try to get ahead of the game because I'm I'm all of these. I've been to three golf courses and overseeded them already this year. Two of them. Have fairways they're not overseeding this winter and painting to show their membership yeah. and their players mm-hmm. what it looks like, what it plays like, because it's common. Yep. Um, it's, I think for sure next year, a couple of my par threes, uh, the short grass. Mm-hmm. I will, I think I'm gonna, well, number 13. Just probably doing the green and maybe the approach. But see, I say that out loud and so many things come to my fucking head when I sit here. And I go, the irrigation is so fucking stupid on 13. Why would I even think of doing that? Like, it's so fucked up. As I'm sitting here going, (laughs) oh, 13, I would love to not overseed. And it's like, no, it's so fucked up that even doing like a little... A little piece around my green, you know, because you got to have somewhat of like a little collar or something, I think. Right. Or maybe next year we just come in and sod that in a, you know, the collar in all my banks, you know, basically from the approach back in Tiff Tough and see what happens and then leave the fairway in front, you know, that little section, just whatever mishmash that it already is. Your greens are 328, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. Tennis nets laid down on the ground when they go dormant. This means stolens are fucking. It's like putting right. on a basketball net. Right. So not overseeding your greens is is not even a conversation. No, I don't think so. Unless you regrass them. Right. And then regrassing them at my place brings in. Here's your. If we're gonna be closed, the irrigation will be twenty years old, and it was put in all fucked up. So really, and in dog years, mm-hmm. that fucker's like thirty years old. You know, pumps are good. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the bones in the ground, mm-hmm. and we need to then we got to redo that. Okay, now we're closing. You know, for longer, and you know what? But that's a tune to like eleven million oh, yeah. bucks to regrass, redo greens. Oh. Because then once Irrigation. you redo greens, we just did the bunker. Yeah, right. We just did the bunkers a year ago. Okay, we're going to redo that. All right. Well, so now that we got dynamite out here, yeah. right, in a bulldozer. Yeah. So let's make all the tee boxes make fucking sense, make monster tee boxes mm-hmm. that are e- easily mowed. Irrigation has to, instead of those fucking tiny, stupid pods I have everywhere. So now, all right, we're getting a better golf course, but are we a $250 golf course then? No. Not in Fountain Hills. No, not yeah. for a public golf course in Fountain Hills. So where's that return on investment that makes fucking sense? Yeah. That's the battle that me and Martin and his sister have sat down and chatted about. It was like, here, this is kind of the future. And you yeah. know what else I need? And I need a new well, too. So add another million and a half to two million well, bucks on and, top of that. And I'm not going to name names or name places, but you've heard about the well that was dug that did, that went down 12, 1,300 feet and didn't find any fucking water. 
Like zero water? Cause zero. I talk about the one that's well, up in northern Arizona. Well, it's Wickenburg. Yeah. They dug 750 feet in the ground. They got 100 gallons a minute Yeah, that's, for fucking almost $800,000. So who says if you even dig a new well? And what, uh, what did they pay? It's, uh, this is, I see, I've earned, I've learned a lot about wells in the past bit and I had a company <laughs> out here. Uh, I hope at one point if we choose them, I will shout them out. But I learned more about wells on Monday than I think I ever have in the direction that they're going with their technologies on even building them. They're finding, you know, the muds that are made to kind of hold them all together mm-hmm. as you're digging it. The chemicals you need to put inside of there, I, they're finding that maybe they weren't using enough forever. So now they're rehabbing them and f- getting way more water really? out of it by putting the correct amount. Another issue is mine was dug and built on 12-hour cycles mm-hmm. because the town's like, no way, we you know, can't have a flashlight on after right. 7.30 and you're not making a peep because all my old geezers need to be in bed. The way when that thing sits for 12 hours, it starts to settle out, which causes the pro- the water coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the fines and mm-hmm. everything. They kind of repack themselves uh, is in dumb layman terms of what's happening. Right. So so if you don't the keep importance water flowing 24 of, the importance hours a day. of digging this 24 seven and getting it done as yeah. fast as you can helps you, you know, those pores are rushing. Got it. They also finding water has changed. It's like very recently. They're not. They're uh, not I just walking pa- around. With I have two a paper and... that they sent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a paper that uh, they wrote published uh, of March of twenty two. So recent, this company or the guy that runs the company published this paper, basically on a new technology to find the water, go in there, and they can get it down to what this thing is going to produce before they got to bore out a 16-inch hole and sleeve it it and all that shit. They can get down there and they can run all sorts of geological tests with much better technology, Mm -hmm. which we've been saying forever is, how the fuck can we see back? Like the James Webb is about to look back like 18 billion years Mm -hmm. on the the Big Bang. And Mm -hmm. they're finding that the stars they're finding... Think of this. The stars they're finding aren't even where they're at right now. No. Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's so fucked up. And it's, it's not where they've been for over a billion years. 13 e- yeah. billion years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how nuts. fucked up yeah. that is. That's where it was 13 billion years ago. And they can't find water in the ground. Wow. And they're, you, founding, like, they're finding instead of the universe shrinking like they always thought, we're yeah. getting smaller. It's actually expanding it's, infinitely. We're still expanding like, from the so Big Bang. The, yeah. 17 so the big, billion years the ago. The Big Bang is going further away <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Holy it's shit. Trippy. It is fucking trippy. You should probably chew on an edible and talk about that a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. I could do that all day. But, uh, yeah, so... Finding the water back to that is way more comforting after I met with these people. I was like, okay, that investment is still there, but your probability of finding what you need in that spot is so much better. Mm -hmm. Just in the past 10 years, five years, it's gotten so much better. We'll see how it goes. I didn't think it was that much for them to come out and 
survey and reopen and paperwork and permit and all the shit to restart this. Because the good thing is I'm we're going to reach out to um, re-drill a 5-5 number. Like all the wells out here, I'll have 5-5 five, five registration numbers. Instead of digging a quote-unquote new well, we're going to look at it. We're going to find the spot where one possibly was capped. Well, we found the spot that one is possibly capped for some reason. Right. Um, or the location just stunk, or we can stay within 660 feet of one of my existing ones that's shitting the bed mm-hmm. and call that a redo or a rebuild Interesting. of the same 5-5 five, five number. So you don't have to register a new well. Correct. Which will help on permitting, paperwork, and that equals Correct. dollars. And you will know more about this than I will because I have always used um, effluent water since I've been in Arizona, effluent and mixed lake mm-hmm. water, which is yeah. what Scott still does. Um. What what restrictions might be coming down the pipe for people who are on wells like you, where they're trying to restrict the amount of water coming out of this aquifer we're sitting on? Um, that's going to be that's interesting. Is I think, as the way I read it, and I could be wrong, is I won't be, I'll be touched, but my water allotment is so much higher than my needs mm-hmm. right now because the golf course used to be 120 acres and it was grant and it was the water right was bought in 1972 okay. out in that area yep. so you're sitting on a whatever you want you can do whatever and do it you know uh drink it all <laughs> <laughs> or yeah or run your school's irrigation when it rains so they um i think there's going to be restrictions to come but there isn't talk like when I met with those people digging the well, I was kind of acting almost like dumb to it all is to see like what they said. Hey, you got, you know, water right that says X amount of acre feet per moss. Okay. All right. I'll grab, I'll grab one. All right. Yeah. It's in the refrigerator. Yeah. I'll keep talking. Uh, and either one of them that's in there, I don't really care. So they didn't really say they weren't seem didn't seem concerned that hey you got x amount of water rights you know when this all goes down you're going to be down to this so when we go dig in this new well really how many gallons a minute do you need um <laughs> Frankie does not like Jason outside of the studio that's for sure Frankie's doing her job She's like get out of my yeah. Yeah, that's his beer <laughs> hey, gentle gentle hey all right, Frankie. You did such a good job. Good girl. Yep, the guy that's been here for an hour and 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm, I'm you know. stealing your beer. Yeah, that's true. Good girl. <laughs> so, yeah, they didn't, they didn't seem too concerned about, you know, you're going to have, you have X, and you're only getting this when the, all these restrictions come. Um, it was funny. She pulled up some stuff, uh, some ADWR paperwork. <laughs> it is shockingly all fucked up she's like well here's the well and here's the location and here's how much water you've been using i was like there is no fucking well there that isn't the five five number i report she's like sure it is it's been reported on from 96 to 2017 and i'm like well not really (laughs) she just grabbed a hold of my wedding ring and tried to take it off (laughs) Now she's looking she's at you from the other side of the glass like, door, oh, like, I won't make it. Yeah. Oh, she'll lay right down there. <laughs> Wifey doodle doo will be home soon, so she's going to end up going crazy, anyways. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Now she passes out. Fucker. Um, so we'll see. I just think this whole water thing is is well, real. The reason I ask that is because these municipalities are going to become more reliant on their wells than they are on lake water coming in because the lake water is going to be non-existent, yep. cut in half. Like even even these even these. Um, but they're able to dig wells. I mean, this company is fucking busy. I get it. You know, but it's like how, you can only pull so much out of, an, out of an aquifer because it has to replenish, or your all these wells are going to run right. dry. So you get to a point where it's like, fuck, even that water is going to, you know, even though we've got lifetime water rights, and it was, Jesus, when they dug this well, it was, you know, like you said in the seventies, like do whatever the fuck you yeah, want. When they stop, isn't there a law or there's some sort of in writing, whatever? I don't know if it's a law, but it's. It's just written in there. Like when you build a brand new community, you have to give, you have to basically guarantee a hundred years of water, you know, for that particular community. Well, that so all like, came out when this, this whole deal with Rio Verde Foothills came out. Oh no, that was, yeah, but that's been a right for ev- or a right, law for but the way, ever out the way here. they got away with it is they were, <laughs> they were building these subdivisions that were smaller than like 10 homes. So they didn't have to follow that rule. So all of these people in Rio Verde Foothills are completely fucked. Other than the ones that have wells. Because some of... I know there's some ranches out there that I would imagine have wells on them. Half of the properties have wells on them out there. Half of them. But the other half are on hauled water, and they store it in cistern tanks underground. And they got no place to buy their water from. Yeah, I heard the closest place is uh, New River. Yeah. That is in talks to being, yeah. hey, maybe we'll be people so, that want to so send you what some. What do you suppose the cost of hauling water from New River is compared to hauling it from Scottsdale? Because oh. for those of you who don't know, River Verde Foothills is maybe that, a 15-minute drive from yeah. where the Scottsdale water treatment plant from is. From the bottom of the of uh, Dynamite in Rio Verde to the top is nine miles. I used to have to ride it one. That's where we trained for the leukemia and lymphoma oh, ride okay. around yeah. Tahoe. So that was nine miles up that fucking that's a huge, bullshit hill. It's a huge hill. It's a hill, but but it's not enough when you get to the top. You have to pedal your ass down because it's not enough, you know, of a percent grade down to get you to coast. That makes you still sense because you to, can't really coast in a vehicle yeah, down that road. You have to well, you yeah. have to use some fuel going down the hill. Right. You can't. But it's a bicycle I bet is it's a just as nightmare going back up. Uh yeah, it sucks going up. What really sucked is you we would train and we'd come from the direction of going up at first. Yeah. And then you're like, yes, I finally made it. Like the first time you're like, I can just cruise and coast down this hill. And it's like this is like a fucking 0.3% grade downhill. It's like, it's like way less than 1%. And it was, fuck, you just had to pedal your ass the whole way down. What you do? It's in the corner. Oh, your phone's all fucked up. But yeah, I was just wondering what you thought kind of where the future of all this is going. And, well, we just talked for an hour about I it. I mean, do you really, at this point, it's just like somewhat golf, stay busy, and I'll keep doing. Have you worked with any schools? Or uh, cities about painting and shit like that. Not about painting. I mean, I've done some fertilizer work for, I work with the town of Gilbert quite a bit. And that was actually a job that I was, (laughs) so funny, I brought Bob Fulton up earlier when I said he was the guy that started this company. He called me out of the blue the other day. I've never met Bob in my entire life, but I'll hear from him about every three years. And he calls and asks me the same freaking questions every time. Like he doesn't remember the questions he asked before. He's like, you still running with that crane? You still, (laughs) 
you still doing this? You still doing that? But he asked me about the town of Gilbert because that was a job that he picked up. And I was like, yeah, I'm still doing all the neighborhood parks, all of the, I mean, the Gilbert park system is enormous. It's a tiny town in comparison to the rest of the valley, right? Yeah. I, yeah. They have like a thousand acres of parks. Yeah. They got some sweet ones. They got too. some great parks, dude. And they got this, they've got a regional park on the south side that's got a huge amphitheater on it and a mm-hmm. huge great lawn that goes out. Have you been there? Yeah. It's down by their little mall, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But that, I mean, I fertilize all of their parklands for them. Put spots they, all over the concrete seats on the amphitheater. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, it's it's going to get weird. We're not we're not going to be able to irrigate our lawns anymore. I think next year. I think that's coming. California went away from that what ten years yeah, ago, and, where they went to zero scale. Uh, Mesa out here. I know Mesa is, and maybe Chandler or Gilbert are giving you uh, rebates if you uh, change your front lawn to whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do it, my advice is don't go turf go desert landscape yeah uh it's I'm just it's hot as fuck it's, it's it is, stinks it's I mean, hotter you think, than concrete yeah you it's th- hotter than concrete yeah because you got it's green it's dark green Plastic. carpet fibers with fucking crumb rubber underneath of it it is hot as shit yeah it'll burn the fuck out of the bottom of your feet you can't walk on it and it falls apart really easy because they do a lot of the testing outside of Arizona and California, where the UV rays right. are way stronger, so they say it's UV protected for ten years or whatever, and it just falls apart real fast. Uh, I think you still have to have some sort of irrigation on it to cool it down. Like if you have kids or dogs, you got to run water on it. So I would, I mean, is your front yard change it to desert landscaping? Uh, I've thrown that around quite a bit about yep. my front yard. Yep, the backyard. I have a tiny little piece grass i don't give a fuck you know i won't overseed it i'll do whatever you know i again i use when did we we got three we probably got inch of rain last friday uh 5 30 last friday i still haven't turned my water back on uh so i mean i i'm still i'm the just, same i'm the same way here as i am i just turned on my back on course. this morning and I got rain in the same in the same system you did. Yeah, you got an inch. You think maybe it? Yeah. There was a river running down this. I got road. a quarter. Okay. Oh no, I yeah, got I got a quarter. Yeah, that was a pretty good river running. And I down shut there. it. I shut it out. And I just it started to dry out. I mean, I'm I'm prepping my backyard for overseed, so drying it out is not a, a See, terrible uh, thing. Wifey doodle do thinks that she's getting an overseeded backyard, and that's bullshit. Because <laughs> I mean, the cost has gone way yeah. up at the homes, yeah. you know. So. A monthly water and trash bill here, you know, during overseas, gonna be two hundred bucks. Yeah. It's like, it's are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you know, for her to run around and and plus, I got Saint Augustine out there. That's, yeah, I mean, that's legit yep. grass. Absolutely, fuck, stuff I've stinks. Got a, I've got a, you know, I've got a three year old that's got to run around in my mm-hmm. backyard, so that's a different and two and two dogs. So yeah, not, not overseeding that would be. And you know maybe weird, that's but it's, but it's maybe part of my thing. Maybe I do the backyard to protect it in the front yard. I mean, St. Augustine, it's half and half. Yeah, because it started out as a, two pieces of sod and right. it's kind of taken over the yard. <laughs> but uh, the front yard for sure. I'll just paint it. Yeah. You know, I'll hire you to come over here with the and spray rig and just no. I've got one a, pass. I've got a backpack sprayer. <laughs> I know. I I'm just gonna, well, and I'm I'm actually I'm going to a buddy of mine tomorrow. I just sodded his backyard for him a couple days ago, or I helped him with it. I didn't yeah. do it for him. 
but he's having a big party tomorrow afternoon for his 50th birthday. I'm going to go over and paint it for him. Oh, tomorrow. You're going to do it tomorrow, and then you guys are going to have morning. a party tomorrow? Tomorrow night. You think? <laughs> hey, you think everybody. it'll come off? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> it's going to come off. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. It's Why? going to come off. I thought it, I thought it stuck. It, it just stays. It's going to stay on the grass, and it's going to stay on your shoes <laughs> for a long fucking time. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. I won't do it then. No, I'm maybe telling I, you. Okay. Don't no, do it. You should you have, say, don't you should do it. You better be there right now after this, and that ain't <laughs> happening because you gotta. We gotta wrap this thing up. You gotta go to dinner with the wifey to yeah. do, and don't fucking paint. Well, I mean, hey, how good of buddies are you with them? We're we're pretty good buddies. We play hockey together. Is it worth Sunday. a joke? Is it worth a joke, or I is mean, it gonna fuck some shit up? It would probably fuck some shit up. All right, don't he paint. just did a big massive reno in his Absolutely house. Absolutely, <laughs> do not. And, and well, he just sawed in the backyard. Yeah. How long's the sod been on the ground? A week. Well, and they shouldn't even tomorrow. be walking on it tomorrow anyway. They so won't be walking on the grass. Oh, then as long as... Yeah, they, there's no reason for them to be in the grass. Oh, then paint it. I was thinking they're going to go out there and fucking dance around and they're, you know, so, oh, let me kick off the shoes and all this bullshit. So I'll tell one funny story before we wrap this up. I got... <laughs> I ordered uh, uh, 500 square feet of sod for him. And apparently his backyard is like 550 square feet. <laughs> so he's calling around... Last week, I told him I I got it from Joe at, yeah. at um, West Coast Turf. West Coast Turf. So, um, I called him. I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'll get in touch with Joe and see if they've got another load coming up here. Maybe they can just drop off a couple hundred square feet for us, or fifty square feet, or whatever." And I never heard back from Joe because they are super busy. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's calling around to like Home Depot and Lowe's, and he got a hold of the, the Home Depot up on Carefree Highway, the Carefree Highway and Cave Creek Road, and they said, "Yeah." We've got some sod. It's been here for, I don't know, a couple weeks. He's like, it should be all right, though. If you lay it out and just throw some water on it, it'll come right back. I go over there this morning. (laughs) Did he go over and buy it? He didn't buy it. They gave it to him. They gave it to him. So it's just ground cover, right? right? At this point, we're going to overseed into it in like a week. But (laughs) At least go paint those fucking strips. It is deader than a doornail. Oh, I'm sure. not coming back. I don't know how he unrolled it <laughs> at this point. That's how... I think he had to hose it down before it would unroll. Before, you know, <laughs> I can guarantee that. That section, go paint. Right. I will paint that. But yeah. That's funny. All right, man. Let's wrap this thing up. You gotta go. We gotta go. Jason Barber, Custom Turf Applications. Uh, give out any information. You got any websites or anything to reach you out on you want to plug... You're not a Twitter guy. You're not an Instagram guy. Uh, it's just word of mouth. Here I am I, being I do a my lot mouth, of word of mouth to give I you my have word. A website that is, it's pretty broken. Uh, it's got a picture of my truck. It's got my rates on there. Um, best way to reach me is email at jbarber at customturfapps.com. That's customturfapps.com. And you can also call me. Don't forget me the J Barber in front at of that. J Barber at customturfapps.com. Um, or text me at 309-236-6684. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me, really. Or you can swipe right. Later! Stay pissed, everybody. Love you, Dan's mom and dad.
all of which are American dreams. All of which are American dreams.